0: HISTORY IS UNFOLDING THIS WEEK AS DEMOCRATS MOVE TOWARD WHAT COULD BE THE THIRD PRESIDENTIAL IMPEACHMENT IN U.S. HISTORY.
1: A WHISTLEBLOWER COMPLAINT WAS MADE PUBLIC THAT ACCUSES THE PRESIDENT OF PROMISING TO RELEASE NEARLY $400 MILLION IN MILITARY AID TO UKRAINE IF THEY WOULD JUST DO HIM A FAVOR, DIG UP SOME DIRT ON JOE BIDEN AND HIS SON. THEN WE LEARNED THIS WEEK THAT THE WHITE HOUSE TRIED TO COVER IT ALL UP these are stunning developments that set off new calls for impeachment. Most House Democrats have been cautious in calling for an impeachment inquiry, but the transcript of the phone call between President Trump and President Zelensky of Ukraine changed the equation. Here is what the president had to say about all of this. Just watch a little bit of this on television. It's a disgrace to our country. It's another witch hunt. Here we go again. South
0: Florida Democratic lawmakers are among the 224 House members who, as of this morning, support an impeachment inquiry. That's 223 Democrats, one independent, no Republican members. Miami Congresswoman Donna Shalala became one of those supporters after this week's developments. She spoke with us from Capitol Hill. Congresswoman, good morning. Great to see you this morning. Thank you
1: uh congresswoman uh let's sort of nail down your position here on impeachment you were circumspect for a long time during the Mueller investigation you said uh, talking about impeachment is premature and then this week obviously your friend nancy pelosi said we need an impeachment inquiry and you agree
2: i did agree and I i had no choice i think we had no choice Um, What happened in the president's conversation with the leader of Ukraine is clearly an abuse of power and it's time to start the impeachment inquiry. Let's be clear about what the president did. He asked the head of state of another country, dangling the aid that that country was going to receive, he asked him for a favor. What was the favor? Get me some dirt on one of my political opponents. That's clearly an abuse of power, the use of the presidency improperly and illegally.
0: Congresswoman, you um, sure watched the DNI director Joseph McGuire's testimony uh, on Thursday. What what was your takeaway? Did you find his testimony to have uh, maybe raise some questions that you and your colleagues need to answer before you go full blown into an impeachment inquiry?
2: Well, that's part of the impeachment inquiry. We've actually started uh, the process. We, of course, there are additional facts because, in addition, the president admitted uh, that he asked um, the Ukrainian uh, prime minister to investigate Joe Biden, to collect dirt on Joe Biden, uh, the presidential candidate. But more importantly, afterwards, there was a cover-up. It's always the cover-up. The cover-up was, let's not let anyone know about this conversation. Uh, This is very serious, and uh, it requires, it gave us no choice but to start the impeachment inquiry, because it clearly is a misuse of the office of the president for private, for personal political purposes.
1: Congresswoman President Trump has said repeatedly this week that it was a, quote, perfect telephone call with President Zelensky of Ukraine that nothing wrong happened there. And he says, what's the big deal here? What, What if it is a big deal, what is the big deal?
2: It is a big deal. It's an abuse of power by the president of the United States. It's using his office for personal political uh, reasons. And um, he's abusing the office of the president You're not allowed to do that. Presidents are not allowed to call the country, another country, ask them to investigate, to interfere in the 2020 election. Congresswoman- Um, it's, It's more than against the law. It's using the office of the presidency for illegal purposes, and that is for personal political purposes. That is clearly an abuse of power so
0: Congresswoman, all of those things that you're talking about all of those allegations in the whistleblower complaint the whistleblower that we're reading now is a cia official and i that's not confirmed yet those things that the whistleblower alleges he or she says is not firsthand this was an aggregate really corroborated though by the white house readout or memo or transcript i don't know what we're calling what the white house put out but do you need to hear firsthand from that whistleblower?
2: I believe so. I believe we. Uh, I believe the American people need to hear from the whistleblower, and from others that were involved. In addition to that, the president has sent his personal lawyer to the Ukraine uh, to urge the the Ukrainian government uh, to collect dirt on uh, another political candidate. Uh, that personal lawyer also should be brought before the Congress to explain his actions because he used government resources, diplomatic resources in the process. So there are a lot of facts that we need to absolutely pin down. We know the general things that happen because the president admitted them and there is a readout on his conversation. But I, I think that before we go forward with articles of impeachment, if we do, we need to pin down every single fact. But from what we have heard from the president and from his conversation with the Ukrainians, um, it's very clear that he dangled um, aid to Ukraine in exchange for um, that government digging up dirt, on uh, Vice President Biden.
1: Yeah uh, congresswoman, you're clearly referring to Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York and a longtime now personal attorney for President Trump. We know at one point at the president at President Trump's request, he went to Madrid last summer, I guess, and he met with an emissary from President Zelensky. Uh, does that strike you as unethical, odd, improper, uh, inappropriate? for a private citizen, he was not going there as a representative of the United States government, to go and negotiate uh, some delicate kind of agreements with uh, a a leader from a foreign government?
2: It's absolutely improper and, um, and probably illegal. We need to pin all of these facts down, lay them out for the American people, And in many ways, the American people have to hear them for themselves. The president has admitted uh, that he talked to the Ukrainian leader. Uh, He has admitted that they held off on aid for the Ukraine. um, And the readout confirms all of that, as does the whistleblower, who clearly checked with others, as does the inspector general of the intelligence uh, group, who confirmed that it was a serious allegation, uh, which he felt um, he had to report.
1: Oh my goodness. It has been a week of seismic political events and we want to now analyze them with our Powerhouse Roundtable.
0: And uh, as always, we've got a great one for you, so let's tell you who's here today. Mark Caputo reports for Politico. He's covering the 2020 presidential race with a special emphasis on Florida. Chris Smith is an attorney in Fort Lauderdale and a former Democratic state senator from Broward County. Saman Movisagi Gonzalez is founder and managing attorney at the Florida Immigration Law Council. It is so great to have you all here today. Got a lot to talk about.
1: Boy, do we ever. Uh, Mark Caputo, let me begin by asking you want to hear from everyone here. But, you know, has this reached the tipping point the last 10 days? Just startling political developments, kind of a tsunami effect that began with just this mention of a promise made by the president somehow. Then we saw the redacted transcript, then we saw the whistleblower complaint, then we heard about the alleged cover up i mean how far does this go
3: it would be hard to see it not ending an impeachment but considering the political sensitivities or complications or reality in washington it would be even harder to see president trump being removed from office by the senate if there is impeachment
1: Yeah, that would take twenty republican senators joining every democrat to because it takes two-thirds vote of the Senate to convict.
3: Right, you can analyze it two ways. One of them is just political survival. The reality is if, if you are a Republican, uh, Donald Trump uh, has an almost religious-like following and if you're interested in staying office or making any policy, you're not going to vote to remove him. Uh, then there is the policy. The reality is is that Donald Trump has delivered to a lot of his base, specifically the evangelical base of all mm-hmm. things, uh, judges which what you'll hear about quite frequently in abor- abortion-related matters. So. This is the, the horse they're riding, or the horse that some would say they're stuck on, but they're gonna have to ride it through.
0: Isn't this, course this is, if you take <laughs> politics out of it, which nobody <laughs> does, but let's just say we can. Yeah. This is the first time, you know, there was a Mueller investigation, Mr. Mueller's investigation it took two years. This is not only an allegation, but a corroboration from the White House to the whistleblower's allegations. AT VERY LEAST, IT WOULD BE PROBABLE CAUSE IN A CRIMINAL INQUIRY. SO IN TAKING THE POLITICS OUT OF IT, WHY NOT GO FORWARD TO INVESTIGATE SOMETHING LIKE THIS?
4: WELL, I THINK THE DIFFERENCE IS, THIS IS ONE THAT THE AVERAGE CITIZEN CAN FOLLOW. Mueller INVESTIGATION WAS, WELL, HE WASN'T IN OFFICE, HE WASN'T IN OFFICE, WE DON'T KNOW ABOUT ALL THIS STUFF. But anyone sitting around their kitchen table who watched an episode of Law and Order or watched any <laughs> kind of gangster show knows, you know, how these guys talk. Well, and are who, looking who, at who this. watched
1: The Godfather, yeah, <laughs> and, say. And, yeah, and they
4: can say, okay, I hear what he said, I know what he meant. That's corruption, and let's go. But one, one thing that, that I haven't heard a lot of talk about is we keep saying that he wanted um, dirt on a political opponent. But more importantly, this was dirt on a former vice president, whether he's a political opponent or not. Yeah. I mean, and, and that kind of shocks the conscience that we have a current president going after a former person that held that office. And, and I think just as an American, it's like, why, why are we doing this? Yeah,
5: He's been running his uh, whole presidency like he's been running his business deals. I MEAN, EVEN NOW WE'RE READING REPORTS THAT HE'S BEEN SHOCKED AT WHY THIS IS EVEN GOING ON AND WHY THIS IS not EVEN AN ISSUE THAT WE'RE DISCUSSING Mm -hmm. THIS, THAT HE HAS TO GO AROUND THE WHOLE POLITICS TO COMMUNICATE WITH THE PRESIDENT TO GET DIRT ON SOMEBODY ELSE. I MEAN, THIS IS WHAT HE'S USED TO. THESE ARE HIS BACKDOOR DEALS. AND THE FACT THAT THE WHISTLEBLOWER HAS CAME OUT AND BEEN ABLE TO OBTAIN SO MUCH EVIDENCE AND INFORMATION IN ORDER TO MAKE IT PUBLIC IS really surprising for him but for us it's like this is what we have been telling the American people of what's been going on with this administration. I I was just gonna say despite all of that
0: and despite the roughly third Mm -hmm. of the country that will never go along with even an an impeachment inquiry. Mm -hmm. There is corroboration from the White House. Is Mm -hmm. that not sort of the one thing you cannot get around, Mark, the corroboration of that call and, and an admission he, uh, the president asked for a favor from a foreign power related to an election.
3: Right. Uh, I talked to uh, not a relative of mine with the same last name, Michael Caputo, who used to work for the Trump campaign. Uh, sometimes uh, lives in Miami, uh, kind of a part-time Florida man, Uh, works in both (laughs) Ukraine and in Russia. Uh, Mike laid out for me the Republican and the uh, Trump point of view here, which is that they see the Russia hoax, as they call it, having a very strong Ukrainian component. And as you read the... QUASI-TRANSCRIPT, MEMO, OR WHATEVER WE WANT TO CALL IT. YOU'LL SEE uh, PRESIDENT TRUMP IS LINKING THE uh, RUSSIA PROBE AND UKRAINE.
0: I, I THINK At- RUDY GIULIANI WAS ON GEORGE Stephanopoulos's mm-hmm. PROGRAM PRIOR TO OURS THIS MORNING SAYING THAT yep. THAT'S NOT THE CASE.
3: Well, uh, this is not the first this time that Rudy Giuliani... That, no, no, no,
0: that, that it is that, yeah. that Ukraine had nothing to do with Russia, uh, mm-hmm. Russia interference in the election.
3: Right, well, that's, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, this is not the first time that Trump world has spoken with three or four mouths. The, the thing we do see is, like, for instance, the, uh, Paul Manafort, who's the former campaign manager for mm-hmm. Donald Trump, was fired after a black book of his contacts was leaked. That came from Ukraine. Uh, so there's a very strong belief in Trump world that at the center of the Russia hoax, their words, is Ukraine, and this is partly what's driving the president. I'm not saying it excuses it, but they believe their cause is just and right, and he's just trying to find out the truth. And,
4: and, and I would think you keep saying corroboration from the White House. I think they're corroborating maybe what was said, but their interpretation is totally different. And I think that's where they're hanging their hat on. Agreed. Agreed. We're We're, we're corroborating, he said it, but our interpretation is totally different. Right, but wouldn't
0: that be the probable cause? In other words, an investigation may find nothing. We're certainly open to that, but wouldn't that be the probable cause to...
4: And, that? and I'm glad you used that term because probable cause would lead them to investigate more and maybe get the actual tapes yes. and maybe get okay let's all hear what he said yeah, and how he said Simone, it. Mm-hmm.
1: You, you pointed out that in many ways this is Trump doing business as normal as usual as he's done throughout his career uh, one of the things that is different about this speaks to Glenn's point is that during the Mueller investigation the White House stonewalled everything they didn't want anybody to testify, go before Congress, say anything. They wouldn't. They refuse to release documents. Lawsuits are still in process. Mm-hmm. But then here, as Chris says, uh, they release this rough, redacted <laughs> transcript of this conversation, the phone conversation, and it does, as Glenna says, I think it, it's extremely damaging to President uh, Trump.
5: I really do, I mean, I really don't think that he thought this would be a big deal. Yeah. I really don't think that he thought that this. I mean, this is really what he's used to doing, and the fact that it has came out in such a shocking manner, and all the pieces have been aligned. I, I really don't. You know, they did what they had to do in terms of releasing what they needed to release. That's
0: actually a really good point because, mm -hmm. if you read uh, into it, it looks like there are people in the White House who were the ones who tried to (laughs) put it aside and keep it from public. Well, they talked to the whistleblower, not necessarily the (laughs) president. And if it wasn't
5: for the whistleblower blowing the whistle, I don't think we would have maybe yeah. even thought much about it either way, yeah. which is what they wanted us to think in well, the first place. They were
1: so concerned in the White House, Mark, mm-hmm. that they put it, the transcript of the conversation, maybe a recorded transcript, a copy of the conversation, into the secret cyber security file where only a few people have
3: access. To it certainly is uh, an example or a point that indicates that folks around the president realized he had a political problem brewing. Uh, one thing that is important to po- point out, I've spoken to some people close to the president. There is a debate in the White House. Uh, there are some people who are angry at Mick Mulvaney, who is the acting chief of staff for having released it, uh, because they think they, they need to have a war room where they can kind of go to battle daily on, you know, trade information for information. The president, to your point, does not believe this is as serious as Russia. He does not think <laughs> that what he did here was fundamentally right. wrong. Welcome
1: back. We are in the midst of a very, very robust roundtable. Um, uh, Chris Smith, as you well know, as you all know, uh, from West Palm Beach to Key West, there are seven members of Congress who represent South Florida. Six mm-hmm. of them are Democrats and basically, well, you heard Donna Shalala earlier, now they all favor an inquiry, an impeachment inquiry. The one who does not uh, is Representative Mario diaz balart Here is what he had to say this week in a statement. We tried to speak with him by satellite. We could not do that. Let's put up the statement here from Representative Diaz-Balart. He said, after reading the transcript, it's evident that yesterday's speculation and conjecture got ahead of the facts. There is clearly no quid pro quo. I'll continue to base myself on facts and the truth, and the facts I have seen most certainly do not warrant impeachment. And and frankly, uh, Mark, I would say, Representative Diaz-Balart, is kind of right. We haven't seen enough evidence to warrant impeachment. That's what the whole process is about.
3: Right. I, I'm I'm not sure his point. Maybe he's saying that no matter what happens, he, he's not going to vote for impeachment, which is probably the, the is case anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, the reality is, is, as we've discussed here, essentially uh, impeachment is essentially an indictment. There's enough mm-hmm. probable cause to proceed and, and, and go to kind of the grand jury, as it were, right. of the various House committees examining it. The question is, is, if and when they actually do impeachment, how many articles, how many counts uh, mm-hmm. of impeachment will there be? We, we don't know. There are a number that there could be. Let's not forget that when President Trump was president, he had cut a check to his lawyer that was used to reimburse a former porn star allegedly to keep her quiet and that lawyer had already pleaded guilty to a criminal campaign finance violation and the unindicted or better said the the anonymous person in that indictment of President Trump's former lawyer is President Trump, so it indicates he might have some real trouble. I
1: I, I would bet, I don't know, Simon, you're a great lawyer, but I would bet that they are going to keep the, the focus here in this impeachment inquiry rather limited simply to this dealings between Trump and the Ukraine and Rudy Giuliani and everybody else well, who was involved.
5: It, if it's a better argument for them and it's not to get distracted, right. I think that that should be the case. I mean, yes, there may not be enough evidence at this specific moment to do impeachment, but if there's enough evidence um, as for probable cause to open up an investigation, then that's where the Pro, you know the process would begin from and then possibly to start impeachment proceedings but i think that if they have enough evidence right now on what's going on with the transcript or even having maybe the whistleblower come out and I think with those evidence, he'll be able to pursue it. They won't need to go to the porn star or any other previous dealings no. that have happened. Oh, what the times we live I in. Now, right? Right. This is what we have to talk about, whether or not we get the president <laughs> for porn or we get the president for doing a backdoor deal with the president of Ukraine.
4: I think Senator Sass had a great point when he, I mean, he kind of spoke to both sides. He said, Democrats don't run forth and with current impeachment, but Republicans, let's not circle the wagons this is a process this is now we're going to look for more evidence and see what's there mm-hmm. so I think on either side um, uh, of, of just saying now it's over no more evidence that's why we have this point now that's why we got the next couple of weeks and Adam Schiff and his, his team are interviewing witnesses and finding more direct evidence
0: let me ask you a question about since you're another lawyer at the table <laughs> you know much has been said about the whistleblower does not have first-hand information <laughs> and, and so sort of culled from, called from a number of sources, Um, and not to say that it isn't perfectly legitimate, Mm. but people are raising the question of hearsay. How is the whistleblower's complaint different from what might be hearsay evidence?
4: Almost every investigation starts with hearsay. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't put the hearsay as evidence at trial to find someone guilty, but you got to start somewhere. Someone has to call the cops and say, hey, I HEARD THIS HAPPEN, Um, AND IF YOU TALK ABOUT THE CLINTON TRIAL, LINDA TRIPP SAID, HEY, Mm -hmm. I HEARD ABOUT THIS THING THAT THE PRESIDENT DID. SO I MEAN, for, FOR EVEN LAWYERS IN THE CONGRESS TO SAY, OH, IT'S HEARSAY, AND PEOPLE SO be SO DISINGENUOUS ABOUT HEARSAY, INVESTIGATIONS START WITH HEARSAY every investigation, be it Bill Clinton, be it the guy who robbed the local liquor store. You got to start somewhere and have the investigation to find the evidence. Good explanation, thanks. <laughs>
1: uh, let's go back, uh, before we go on to other aspects of this, to to the Florida's, Florida's two senators, Rick Scott and Marco Rubio. And Mark, this week, Marco Rubio essentially said, um, I'm, I, I don't know that it was a great idea to uh, have that conversation, but uh, you know, THIS IS ALL REVENGE FOR HAVING LOST THE ELECTION IN 2016. RICK SCOTT SAID THE SAME THING. I MEAN, THEY'RE SORT OF DANCING AROUND THIS.
3: WELL, YES, BUT THEIR ALTERNATIVE IS TO NOT STAND BY PRESIDENT TRUMP. AND RUBIO HAS DONE A GREAT JOB KIND OF REINVENTING HIMSELF FROM THE PERSON WHO ON THE CAMPAIGN TRAIL WARNED that President Trump or Donald Trump would have been an erratic president, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Mocked his hand size, uh, as we remember. And now Marco Rubio has a great amount of influence in the Western Hemisphere, right, Which the is kind of one Venezuela, of
1: Cuba, yeah.
3: Right. So uh, he's not willing to trade that in. And on Rick Scott's case, he's just always been aligned, kind of philosophically, or. Personally, with the president, I don't see much changing there. How do you see
0: the timeline for this going? 2020 elections—I mean, legitimately start in a matter of months in Iowa. You know that—that's a they got to go quick
4: they? or right. No, no, I I today. To an, no, to have an impeachment, mm-hmm. you have to go quick because something else is gonna happen. I mean things right. happen so fast. And if they wait too long, if the Congress mm-hmm. takes too long, between now and December, something's gonna happen somewhere and takes so while people are thinking about this, while people are looking at this and looking at the evidence, they're gonna have to move quickly on
3: it. Yeah, but well do you think REPRESENTATIVE, the Demo- I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, Simone. I was gonna
5: say, do you think the Democrats at this point right now close to the election even want him to be impeached?
3: Hmm? Their base does, and an I, that is what you're seeing in polling is two thirds to seventy percent of Democrats are pro impeachment, and that was before the Ukraine call, and I would imagine those numbers are even higher. Yeah. At well, a certain point, politicians, all politicians, respond to their base, yeah. and their bases are calling. I think the base
4: are calling for him to do yeah. something because the base are looking at, okay, this guy did this, and you guys just said something. He did this. You said something. He did this. So the base is saying. Finally, do something.
0: Yeah. Does the base know historically that the very few impeachments that have happened hmm. have been in the following, you know, year have been detrimental hmm. to the party?
3: I, I, don't I don't know how true that is. No. Incidentally, I mean, remember that Al Gore probably would have been president had there not been. Thirty thousand spoiled ballots in Palm Beach County mm-hmm. and twenty thousand spoiled ballots in Duval County alone. So that kind of shoots that down. Mm-hmm. He was the also the
0: Brothers' <laughs> Super <laughs> Rebellion. What did they oh, call it? Oh,
3: yeah, that was the Bruch Brothers' <laughs> right. I have not even mentioned Miami-Dade County. It's something like fifteen thousand spoiled mm-hmm. ballots. I mean, we're so so. That's kind of disproved. Also, Al Gore in two thousand won a majority vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Democrats actually did rather well yeah. in two thousand. So well, I'm, in I'm in not sure that applies. And I think another important point is this: is you just mentioned uh, the Brooks column in the New York Times earlier, and he pointed out how few people support impeachment. Well, a lot of people didn't support the reporting about Hillary Clinton's emails before 2016, and yet there was still a steady drumbeat of those Mm -hmm. reports about those emails, and it affected public opinion in the end, according to Democrats. The same thing can happen with impeachment is though people might say, hey, I don't want to see it, the drumbeat of information against Donald Trump might be detrimental to his political health. Mm -hmm.